Now then, and welcome back to Rare Eddie One Talks podcast. I'm your host, Rare Eddie One, and welcome on tonight's fun-filled episode. Episode 12. We are talking ghost stories and urban legends, ghost stories from here, there, and everywhere. Not particularly true ghost stories, but we are talking ghost stories. But with it being October, let's try and get spooky up in here. And as always, I do film these um, because I do put them up on my YouTube and Rumble channels. Not straight away. I want the podcast, um, I get the podcast out straight away um, as soon as I can um, for for your ears to enjoy. Um, um, But I do film them. And I do put them up on my Rumble and YouTube channel. So if you really want to check this glorious, glorious face out, go over to Rumble, go over to YouTube, the same name, Rare Eddie One, and check me out. I do a lot more pop culture on them, but I do cover conspiracies, ghost stories, paranormal, paranormal activity, UFOs, aliens, I fucking love aliens, um, I cover all that stuff over there as well as on my podcast, but I am thinking of maybe doing a pop culture slash entertainment podcast, let me know if you'd be interested in that, um, but but let's get on with tonight's fun-filled show. I always, I always have a drink, and tonight I am drinking Taurus um, Blood Orange uh, for you guys. Um, it's del- I've had it before. I'm not sponsored. It's absolutely delicious. So if you near an Aldi, go get one. If not, yo, it's cider time! Huzzah! Try and get a blood orange flavored cider, Thatcher's is another really beautiful drink actually the Thatcher's one um, but anyway less rambling from, from me sponsored content and let's get to some creepy creepy ghost stories I nearly spilled it on myself I saved it right at the last second you know right at the last second and I saved it but anyway, let's get to some ghost stories. So, finally, the first one, the puppy in the basement. This story was found on Reddit. Mummy told me never to go to the basement, but I wanted to see what was making that noise. It was, it kind of sounded like a puppy. And I wanted to see the puppy. So I opened the basement door and tiptoed down a bit. I didn't see a puppy. And then Mummy yanked me out of the basement and yelled at me. Mummy had never yelled at me before. And it made me sad, and I cried. Then Mummy told me to never, to never go into the basement again. And she gave me a cookie that made me feel better. So I didn't ask her why, 
the boy in the basement was making noises like a puppy or why he had no hands or feet only that turned from fucking mummy to fucking creepy as fuck <laughs> that went straight from one to a hundred in like a fucking mummy um, that was fucking creepy um, these are all sort of shortish stories so um, let me know if you've got any stories you want me to have a look at let me know all my contact details are in the descriptions or in the show notes um, so please get in contact with me that would be awesome so let me tell you about a story that a re- this is a true story and this is from my friend it's not for me. This is from probably one of my best friends out there. I'm not going to name no names. Um, um, but he told me this story and it fucking chilled me to the bones. So, my best mate, his, him and his brother. And my best mate, I've known, it, you know, I've known him more than what I know his brother. But his brother, I've always known his brother to have white, fucking white slash grey hair. And I've known him for a long time, but not from like, you know, from um, teens. I've known him from maybe 30s onwards. Uh, and me and my best mate, we just got so close and, you know, it was you know, a bit of a partnership. You know, it, it was a partnership and we we did a lot of things together and that's why I call him my best friend. Um, but he was telling me and his brother has like white slash grey hair and... I never really asked because, you know, people do, in the 30s, do have grey hair. Um, But I decided to ask, um, well, I asked my best friend and he told me what had happened. So, I I know his brother, I know he has a a child, the kid has autism and poor lad he's grown he's grown up now he's he's doing fucking really fantastically but the house they lived in so it's a terraced house so if you're not sure what a terraced house is it's like a row of houses that are all connected together so you get like five houses that are like all connected together so they're not single attached um, they're, they're not but not detached that there's just five five houses all connected to one another some may have like little passages going you know in in the middle of of you know a little passage from one house to another and to get to the back um but they're all connected so we're end terrace a bit of a bigger garden and and as again i'm I'm naming no names but as the, the kid grew up and as they Sorry, as the kid was a young kid, he had an an imaginary friend, and and because he he didn't have apparently he didn't have many friends growing up with his autism and and that, which is a shame because he is a hell of a lad, hell of a lad. Um, But he had a a, an imaginary friend, and the 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 mum and dad would hear him talking to his imaginary friend. Uh, all the time he's laughing he was always laughing and so they didn't really think anything of it they didn't think nothing they just thought he he was just having a good old time with his imaginary friend but anyway the dad was awoken so my best friend's brother was woken late at night well both of them woken that his mum and dad uh, 
yeah, the mum and dad were woken late at night to the to the kid laughing and giggling. Um, so anyway, before I, I continue that, so the the, the mum and dad. So my best friend's brother and his partner kept asking who the imaginary friend was, and he was just, he's this really happy, he's always smiling, he's always trying to make me laugh. Um, boy. He called him a boy. Um, and just didn't really think anything on it. So anyway, let me get back to to the story. Um, so they were awoken late at night, and this was maybe two, three I think it was probably about three o'clock, but they were woken up to to the to the boy laughing and giggling and you know having a whale of a time. Really, a whale. They've not heard this in in. They haven't heard this at this night at, at this time of night before. So the dad went. So my best friend's brother. Sorry, something just popped up. My best friend's brother went out to investigate what was going on because he's never been this loud before and as he got out into the landing um, he sort of turned and he was walking to the boys room and he saw this thing so it was on the um, banister of the stairs um, so it, it was this thing on the banister and this is what he said he said it was a evil, evil-looking monkey swinging side to side um, with a evil grin on its face. And I'm pretty sure he said it had red eyes, which terrified him. And he quickly backed into the bedroom where his wife said, what the hell's going on? And he sort of was in a bit of... Um, he said he was in like a daze. And she managed to get him out of it. And he was like, fucking hell, something out there. I've got to fucking my kids down there. He went out, it disappeared. And and he, he, asked, the, he asked the son, what was that? He said, that's my friend. He was making me laugh. And my best friend's brother told my best friend that it's the... Thing it's the most scariest thing you you couldn't have picked anything out from TV or film that had scared him more than this thing, the evil demon-looking monkey swinging from side to side with red eyes with the evilest grin on its face. Um, and a couple of days later, his hair went just fucking white. Um, I not because my best friend told me not to ask. Because he didn't want you know, the kid to maybe have a um, remember it and maybe freak him out. Managed to, I managed to sort of ask the brother, "Is it a true story?" And he said, "Yeah, it, it was a true story." And I've been in the house, and the house is fucking creepy as fuck. Really creepy. They've they've since moved, thankfully. Everyone's doing fine. The kids, the kid is doing fine. He's, do, he's like I say, he's grown up and no sort of trauma back from that, from them days. Um, and it was just absolute terrifying fucking story of an evil demon-looking monkey swinging from side to side on the balcony with a evil fucking grin on its face. Fucking terrifying. 
just thought I, I would put that my story in there again that was that came from my best friend and I trust him I would trust him with my life so the next story Michelle Young had a strange experience with her two-year-old daughter and this was submitted to to movie pilot so could this be a script to a film who knows let us find out when my daughter was two i found her twirling paper towel tubes tied with twine in the air i asked her what she was doing she said really was practicing her nunchucks i was very confused as she had no way of knowing what they were i asked her what she meant and she said that adam had told her how to make them and showed her each night how to use them she went on to say that adam told her to practice because she may need to know to defend herself someday i almost freaked out but asked her what adam looked like she said he was tall blonde and had blue eyes she said mummy you know he she said mummy you know how he looks you know him he died of a headache i had to leave the room you see i had to leave the room you see four months before she was born my tall blonde blue-eyed martial arts pro friend had died of a brain aneurysm at the age of 27 another one for the 27 club um she has not spoken of him since that day so i'm not sure if i scared her with my reaction or if she had completely forgotten or if she had completed her lessons it's definitely not a script um it's definitely it's a little bit scary but it's not the scariest story i've ever come across they're menacing but it's not really that scary there's someone under the bed sometimes the very short ghost stories are the best and this tale from reddit via buzzfeed tells the story of a father putting his young son to bed i began tucking him into bed and he tells me daddy check for monsters under my bed i look underneath for his amusement and see him another him under the bed staring back at me quivering and whispering daddy there's somebody on my bed that gives me chills something with fucking little kids and fucking ghost stories yeah little kids and they just fucking say the scariest shit oh fucking i was watching tiktok the other day uh, i i had a fucking scroll of of horror things and there's this one and it just there's this mum and she's she's videoing her her son and he's always pointing up at the ventilation fan in the bathroom 
and he's always saying something's there there's someone there there's someone there and it's fucking terrifying it's like I, I couldn't imagine what I would do if I was in her in that position I would probably burn the fucking place down to the ground well, there's someone there there's, oh my god why would why because kids it, it is to to my opinion that kids have the ability to see because we've we've grown with our, our eyes have maybe or or we've lost the talent to see um another layer and kids see another layer because they're young eyes young learning eyes that they're, they're, they're possibly seeing a a the thinning of the veil and seeing something else is a possibility so this story sorry i'll continue the story just a little thought i had in my in my mind uh, the chair this short tale starts benignly enough with a friendly seeming ghost playing with children but when you learn the origins of the ghost and just why the ghost is moving objects around the room it quickly gets a lot creepier submitted by a, a reddit um, person when my sister betsy and i were kids our family lived for a while in a charming old farmhouse we loved expo exploring the dusty corners and climbing the apple tree in the backyard but our favorite thing was the ghost we called her mother because she seemed so kind and naturing some mornings Bet betsy and i would wake up and on each of our nightstands where we'd find a cup that hadn't been there the night before mother had left them there worried that we'd get thirsty during the night she just wanted to take care of us among the homes among the homes original furnishings was an antique wooden chair which we kept against the back of the wall of the living room wherever whenever we moved whenever we were preoccupied watching tv or playing a game mother would inch that chair forward across the room towards us sometimes she um, sometimes she'd managed to move it all the way to the center of the room we always felt sad putting it back against the wall mother just wanted to be near us years later long after we'd moved out i found a old new newspaper article about the farmhouse's original occupant a widow she murdered two children by giving each a cup of poisoned milk before bed then she hung herself the article included a photo of the farmhouse living room with a woman's body hanging from the beam beneath her knocked over was that old wooden chair placed exactly in the center of the room did it get colder in here or is it just me it got fucking colder <laughs> um so could this be so last week's episode i was talking about the stone tape theory so is this 
So I keep going back to the stone tape theory because the stone tape theory is a theory of just ghosts repeating their their day-to-day life and you can't react with them they can't react with you but so so say you see a woman walking from down a hole and she always seems to walk down a hole you can't you can't get in contact with her she can't contact you you can't react to and 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 you see crime women and you see you see soldiers walking through fields and now could this be a stone tape theory of the the farmhouse the the one the widow in the farmhouse um just keeps reliving that but she's actually um manis, manis, manifesting items or managing to move items so maybe the cups she's managing to get hold of a cup and placing it near him or she's managing to to itch the chair over reliving her final moments in this in maybe a 3d stone tape theory just so it oh it keeps popping up there that stone tape theory um because again could people see this this stone tape um in plain to see that a woman let's I, I i can't bring up one for off the top of my head at the minute but just say a woman who maybe had died in in a room but you see like a pre you see her like days or hours before she she was murdered or killed herself and you see what she was doing so maybe walking down the hallway so maybe in the right atmosphere um so maybe people are stressed in the real in the real world um so maybe someone's in that hallway or in that room is stressed out and just is an emotional wreck who's and the in the atmosphere is just right is right when the time of of maybe when that woman was murdered or killed herself and the stress and it's it's um um what's the word the stress is engulfed or added to the the um the atmosphere creating a perfect storm and that's the perfect storm is the stone tape fairy plane it's just something what i i keep thinking of and i wonder if that is a thing i may see if i can maybe 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 possibly test out my theory or ask some maybe research or search out someone who does know uh, more of the stone tape theory and ask these sort of questions i'm actually i will look into that um because that's definitely interesting so i'll continue some more ghost stories the ghost at home so the website i'm on is ghost hunts um if that helps in one of my favorite short ghost stories a man thinks thinks that he loses his phone and someone is playing a trick on him turns out there is someone playing with him but it's a ghoul rather than a person submitted by reddit again 
Um, last night, last night, a friend rushed me out of the house. Last night, a friend rushed me out of the house to catch the opening act at a local bar's music night. After a few drinks, I realized my phone wasn't in my pocket. I checked the table we were sitting at, the bar, the bathrooms, and after don't look, I used my friend's phone to call mine. After two rings, someone answered, gave out a low, raspy giggle, and hung up. They didn't answer again. I eventually gave up. I eventually gave it up as a lost cause and headed home. I found my phone laying on my nightstand right where I left it. Who the fuck giggled? Who the fuck answered and giggled in a raspy <laughs> giggle? Who? Who? Again, uh, these are not potentially real stories. These are just maybe made up fictional stories. So. Ah, oh, fucking hell. But I have heard similar stories of this, of people telling these similar sort of stories, so maybe it is um, from a real story. Um, fucking hell. I'm getting super creeped out right now. I don't know what you about. I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting super fucking creeped out. By myself, I'm about to get paranormal activated. Uh, I'm probably going to get fucking, hopefully, um, I don't, but, you know, <laughs> so one of the previous episodes, I, I've told this story, um, but I'm going to tell it again, um, I had a drink in my hand like I do, um, it wasn't a, it was a cold drink, but the condensation on the can had pretty much gone. Um, but I was talking about um, what was I was looking at the uh, haunted ventrilo ventriloquist doll, and I was just reading that, and I had had shorts on at the time, and the bottom of my left leg, sort of mid mid calf, you know, something, something really cold it. It felt like maybe a drip of cold water, um, but the cam was here, and my leg is is to a, maybe maybe an arm's so my leg was maybe an arm's reach away from me, so maybe half an arm's reach. So let, let me be generous, maybe maybe two hands reach away from where the drop would have been, and at the time I felt it was maybe something poking me in the leg and that scared the fuck out of me but i was filming and doing doing the show and i had to sort of laugh it off and i told the story in in the weeks in i think the week later and it was just fucking scared the shit out of me <laughs> and it's october so let's try and scare one another because uh, yeah it's october and then christmas comes and you Everyone likes a good scary story over Christmas. Uh, and it's fun as well. It's fun trying to scare one another. So number, so, number six. 
super, super short ghost stories. Finally, something a little different. The Metro wanted to put together some spooky and came up with these one or two sentence ghost stories that are designed to get you thinking. So here are my favourites. Now these go one these go from one to a hundred like like that. Mummy, the man at the top of the stairs says you shouldn't leave. I woke up to hear knocking on the glass. At first I thought it was the window until I heard it come from the mirror again. These are all from Reddit. There's nothing like the laughter of a baby unless it's 1am and you're home alone. <sighs> Fucking hell. I am... Um, creeped the fuck out I am creeped the fuck out and uh, <laughs> don't know about you guys <laughs> I creeped the fuck out I really am so I am at scoop whoop and this is 30 very short tales of horror that are better than most scary movies you've watched. Hell by Mean Pete. What name? There was no pearly gate. The only reason I knew I was in a cave was because I had just passed the entrance. The rock wall rose behind me with no ceiling in sight. I knew this was it. This was what religion talked about. What man feared. I just entered the gate of hell. I felt the presence of the cave as it was a living, breathing creature. The stench of rotten flesh overwhelmed me. Then there was a voice. It came from inside and all around. Welcome. Who are you? I asked, trying to keep my composure. You know. The thing answered. I did know. You are the devil. I stuttered, quickly losing my composure. Why me? I lived as good as I could. The silence took over. The space as my words died out. It seemed like an hour went by before the response came. What did you expect? The voice was penetrating but patient. I don't know. I never believed any of this, I uttered. Is that why I am here? Silence. I continued, they say the greatest trick you ever pulled was convincing the world you don't exist. No, the greatest trick I ever pulled was convincing the world there was an, an alternative. There is no God. I shivered. The cave trembled with the words, I am God. Oof, fuck me, that was 
that's kind of fucking creepy. Creepy more than scary. Um, creepy, very creepy. Very interesting to what some people think hell is, quite possibly. Is hell... So let let us. I will do a a a episode dedicated to hell, um, because there's Dante's hell. Um, there's fucking the hell we know from the Christian um, studies and stories. Um, could hell just could Earth? What we're living in now could this be hell? And the the better the life, the 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 level you go up next time, the worse the life, the level you go down next time. Just my rambling thoughts. So this one, the accident, my mini boy. It was one a.m. and guy. Halverson sat in his dark living room. He hadn't moved for over an hour. Just like me. (laughs) The accident earlier that evening kept playing over and over in his mind. The light turned red, but he was in a hurry and accelerated. An orange blur came from his right and in a split second there was a violent jolt. Then the bicyclist rolled across his hood and fell out of sight onto the pavement. Horns blared angrily and he panicked, stepping on the gas and screeching away from the chaos into the darkness, shaking and keeping an eye on his rearview mirror until he got home. Why did you run, you idiot? He'd never committed a crime before this and punished himself by imagining years in jail, his career gone, his family gone, his future gone. Why not just go to the police right now? You can afford a lawyer, then someone tapped on the front door and his world suddenly crumbled away beneath him they found me there was nothing he could do but answer running running would only make matters worse his body trembled has it His body trembled as he got up, went to the door and opened it. A police officer stood under the porch light. Mr. Halverson? asked the grim officer. He let me... He let out a deflated sigh. Yes, let me. I'm terribly sorry, but I'm afraid I have some bad news. Your son's bike was struck by a hit-and-run driver this evening. He died at the scene and very sorry for your loss. Holy shit. (sighs) Fucking hell. Oh, this 
the headline to this story fucking just sounds sends shivers down my uh spine and shouts fucking run like fuck he stood against my window by Sabeth Hook I don't know why I looked up but when I did I saw him there he stood against my window his forehead rested against the glass his eyes were still and light and he smiled a lipstick red cartoonish grin and he just stood there in the window my wife was upstairs sleeping my son was in his crib and I couldn't move I froze and watched him looking past me through the glass oh please no his smile never moved but he put his hand up and slid it down the glass watching me with matted hair and yellow skin and face through the window I couldn't do anything I just stayed there frozen feet still in the bushes I were pruning looking into my home he stood against my window no that was definitely creepy yeah he wants you so I'm gonna end it on this one a message from your personal demons by Mr. Graham hello my dear you do not know who I am but I know you I am one of three demons that were assigned to you at birth you see some people in this world are destined for greatness destined to live happy fulfilling lives you I'm afraid are not one of those people and it is our job to make sure of that who are we oh yes of course how rude of me allow me to introduce us shame is my younger brother the demon on your left shoulder shame tells you that you are a freak that those thoughts that those thoughts you have are not normal that you will never fit in shame whispered into your ear when your mother found you playing with yourself as a child shame is the one who makes you hate yourself fear sits on your white shoulder he is my older brother as old as life itself fear fills every dark corner with monsters turn every stranger on a dark street into a murderer fear stops you from telling your crush how you feel he tells you it is better not to try than let people see your you fail fear makes you build your own prison who am i then i am the worst of your demons but you see me as a friend you turn to me when you have nothing else because I live in your heart I am the one who forces you to endure the one who prolongs your torment sincerely hope fuck it Al <laughs> cheers hope <laughs> um, so yes there, there we go a few 
a few creepy stories. Um, for this um, horror season. Um, sorry, I hope I entertained a little... A, I hope I entertained some of you with them chilling stories. I hope the way I told them was maybe sort of chilling as well. I tried putting a little personal flair into some of the stories. I hope that came across. Um, and I hope I was able to scare you. Not in a bad way, in a good way. Hopefully, we, hopefully you had fun listening to this. I had fun. I had fun with you guys. I had fun talking to some scary stories with you guys. And I enjoyed it. I hope you had a great time with me uh, on this evening. Midnight, actually, in fact. I hope you had... I hope you've had a great evening with me. I hope I've sort of scared at least a couple of you, at least. Send me your scary stories. I would love to read them. I would love to read them. Um, But anyway... I'm going to end it tonight. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, please follow me on whatever podcast provider you are listening to. Please follow me. Please, if you could, please leave me a review. That would do the show a hell of a lot. And I will read it out. If I get a review, I will try and read it. Well, I will read it out. Um, I will promise you that. So I hope you enjoyed this video. Sorry. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I had a fantastic time with you guys tonight and hanging out with you guys. I fucking love this. Um, if you are watching these on YouTube and Rumble, please, please give me a like. Please think about subscribing to me. That would be awesome. You guys are legends. I've been Rare Eddie One. Stay naughty. Stay rude. But more importantly, stay fucking filthy. See you next week. Peace. <laughs>